And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 147, and in this episode we are going to discuss a film called Blood and Black Lace, which is just like the most badass movie title ever. I fucking love the title of this movie. That is my aesthetic. Blood (laughs) and Black Lace, that is the most me thing. Like, if I could come up with a name... For just like my in like who I am as a person, it would be blood and black lace. But now it's used and copyrighted and right. kind of a classic. So just a little bit, just a little bit. I can't do that. Like I would make all my social medias blood and black lace. <laughs> like that's so badass. But it's it's a film and an yeah. Italian film. Yeah, by Mario Bava and. This is actually the start of a whole genre of Italian horror called gialli. Gialli? Gialli. What does that mean? There was a thing on (laughs) (laughs) There was a thing on Shudder recently. It was only like seven minutes. It was really cool. It was a guy who basically does, you know, what we do. He reviews films. And he was talking about it, trying to explain it. And I guess I might not have gotten it very well, but basically it's just this Italian type of cinema so the blood and gore and the beauty and the really long names and things like that i guess make it gialli i don't know i don't know exactly if anybody's really curious and has shutter there are these little like seven minute snippets that explain you know slashers and things like that and one of the ones he talks about is gialli so i just thought it was cool that this is the first one it translates to detective stories there you go but which is basically yeah i don't think that's like what that it like means as far as this genre but it does literally translate to detective stories Hmm, interesting which is kind of what we deal with with this film a woman dies right in the beginning and then we're kind of trying to find out who who done it this whole time yeah yeah and it's but it's like in this high fashion industry yeah. mm-hmm. also this is on amazon prime for free mm-hmm. so if you just were were wondering so isabella is a beautiful model at this like fashion house. Okay, something I love about this before we even get into it, the colors. It's beautiful. Oh my god. They're just mm-hmm. especially because it's like a fashion movie uh-huh. and they're in like their runway and designers. Like there's just fabric and clothing yes. and And the clothing's beautiful. I like it's the sixties, but it's not overly sixties. There's this skirt that the main woman of this this fashion place wears where it's like black and tight and roughly on the bottom i would wear that skirt there's like 60s fashion but then there's like 60s couture Mm -hmm. and it's like different it's oh my god i love 60s fashion i love 60s makeup too just that cat eye from Mm -hmm. the 60s stunning oh i love the 60s so we have a model that gets murdered you know Mm -hmm. it'd be like that And the murderer is in, like, this mask that's, like... Invisible man. Yeah, exactly. It looks... Yeah, because they're in, like, a fedora and a trench coat. Mm -hmm. And these murders are, like, pretty rough. Like, I would not want to go like this. 
No. Yeah, no, they're bad. And then we have this police inspector that's coming to investigate and interviews all these people. And there's only, like, one person that's, like, really upset about this. Yeah. She's the only one crying, and everyone just keeps telling her, stop crying, stop crying. That's so fucked up. I would be sobbing if it was you. I just want you to know. Yeah, exactly. Like, they live together. They're they're best friends. No, it's terrible. And I hate that whole, you have to be strong. Suck it up. Be strong. Yeah, no. I mean, this woman died. And they found her just, like, shoved in a wardrobe. Yes, exactly. It's not like they they just found out she was dead. I mean, they did. But it's because somebody fucking found her right and then there's just like a maniac murderer on the loose so yeah i'd be like fucking torn up about it you know just just a little bit just a little torn up about it (laughs) so now this police inspector is like interviewing people and we have basically this we have all these players you know all these people he's interviewing we have people who are managing this fashion house we have this widowed countess And basically, there's, like, nobody that's super helpful, right? Yeah, and you automatically think that it's everybody. Like, even from the beginning of the credits, you're going through this fashion world, and there's mannequins and stuff, but there's also people just frozen there looking like mannequins, and you're like, okay, who is it? Who done it? What is going on? We see this in horror now, like, these rooms that look like, like you said, mannequins, but there's, like... Like there's one scene where there's it's just like this dark room with like mannequins and mm-hmm. gowns and stuff, and you're like, oh, somebody's about to fucking pop out and kill somebody. <laughs> right. Like you know that's about to happen. So, and like th- what I liked about this too is you're like, which one of you motherfuckers mm-hmm. is it? It could be one of the women. It could be one of the men. Like, yes, and I- there's like five men or something that they end up. Literally, our detective puts them all in custody overnight. Like, I don't know who did it, but I'm taking you all off the streets. So smart. I love that. Yeah, agreed. Protect all the women, even though it's a woman. Like, spoiler alert. But it's, like, it's a woman and a man. Because as soon, there's a point where one of the girls gets killed and there's this wallet that gets thrown on the ground. And it's got these little fleur-de-lis pins on it. And later on, once the guys can leave, because another murder happens, oh my god, so it must not have been the guys that he had in custody. Once right. he can leave, you see that wallet. So you, I'm automatically like, oh, okay, so it was him who is, like, the head of this fucking fashion agency. And I'm like, okay, so it must also be the head madam. Because you can also, you know, just, because it is a detective thing, but it's also horror and just true crime stuff that you watch forever. And it's like, the way that this new person was killed is very feminine it's not like before what he was doing is very overtly masculine with you know chopping things and stuff like that women don't do that women poison they suffocate and that's what happens this body gets a pillow that that's how she dies she gets a pillow shoved over her face and the other the one you're originally watching is moving these bodies like handily moving them that requires a lot of upper body strength the one that we see where the person is killed with a pillow you later see that the body is just propped up on a chair that definitely also feels like somebody with not a lot of upper body strength who tried to move it and went okay this is as far as it goes 
I mean, I to give women some credit, I think when adrenaline kicks in, they can do a lot of shit. But literally to move bodies around, you kind of got to hoist some people over your fucking back or something. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, women typically don't like to get their hands dirty, you know? Exactly. That's like a usually a rage thing or a revenge thing or just a I'm mad at the world thing. Women kill for purpose, you know? Exactly. And they do it in a way that you won't lit- literally get dirty. You won't get the blood on you, won't get things like that. So pillows, poison, what we see later on, not to give it away, but it is an old film and you're getting it. It's a slasher. Everybody dies. So this man that we figured out was the head of it comes out of jail. It comes out of the jail cell overnight and he talks to his lover and she's basically like, okay, we just need to be out of here. We need to take off. And he's like, okay, but we're never going to be free until you kill somebody else. We got to, we got to kill this one last person. And he makes her do it because he can't be seen to be the one to potentially do this. So he makes her go do it. And the way she kills this last woman is by holding her down to drown her. That's also a fairly clean way to do it. And it looks so good, too. Oh, so beautiful. Such a sad death, but so gorgeous. I don't know how many times this was remastered or if it was just shot in such high tech, not like at the time, the technology mm-hmm. was just so good. It is so crisp. And like, mm-hmm. like I said, it's such a vibrant film. Like, it's not like mov- other movies from the 60s weren't, you know, But this is different. It almost gives, like, Suspiria vibes. Yes, absolutely, which pretty sure it's the same director. Well, that would make sense. That would make sense, yeah. Because it really, truly, like, it's so striking, like, visually striking. Oh, Dario Argento did Suspiria. Okay, okay. Mario Bava. Mario Bava's got a shit ton of stuff on here, though. Different director, but yeah, it seems to be like Italian horror just in general is like so they less focus on like, yes, the blood because the blood actually like spreads in the water. But it's it's also just about the entire shot in general. Yes. And I I know this is generalizing a people that I don't know. So bear with me. But it almost feels like it totally fits because these are also, you know, the catwalks of Milan, like you're seeing beautiful stuff every single day. Rome, the the beautiful frescoes and paintings from the Renaissance. It's almost like you're seeing it all the time. So you know how and when and why to put it in your film. Well, it's like every single, I guess, people's like Americans, we have our way of filmmaking and it's just every everybody brings something different to the table. Mm-hmm. And specifically in like Italian films from this era, it's so captivating in a way that is like visually stimulating. Yes. And we have American film that's a little different where it's almost like the violence is because the, mm-hmm. there it, this is incredibly violent, but it is. It that's not all it is though. You get so much more just that you're soaking in, you know. Yeah, the and they're not, film. they're not really, like, showing it, too. Like, you know. You know it's a bad death, and you know it's going to hurt. There's a girl who gets her hand burned, and then her face burned off, and that's terrible. But you don't really see it. You you hear her screaming, and you see her face being pushed against the lamp, but her the back of her head's in the way. Her hair's in the way. You don't exactly see what's going on, but you know it's bad. And the illusion, to me, is better. 
And even if you do, it's very fleeting. Mm-hmm. It's like everything else going on around you. And also the mystery of it. It is very much, sometimes you feel like, yes, you're watching a slasher, but then sometimes it's very much those, I know this is a video game, but it felt very like L.A. Noir, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, like a detective, but like, I guess, Gigi like a detective film. Absolutely. You're playing Clue, basically. <laughs> right. And it, and it is a horror film because there is a lot of death and brutality and there's someone fucking killing a bunch of women, but it's also like, it's very calculating. And you as the viewer are like, who's fucking doing it? But when you, even when you figure it out, you're also like, okay, so is he going to kill his partner? What's his end game here mm-hmm. with her too? Yes. Well, and then, you know, she actually is badass. Yeah, because she knows, like, when she goes in to kill that woman, basically what he says is, you need to frame her for everything that you and I have done. And you need to leave the mask and make it look like she committed suicide, like she did all of this and felt guilty about it, killed herself. Then you're going to, if something happens, you're going to leave by the back entrance and you're going to shimmy down the pipe, basically. He tells her to do this and then come to find out the thing holding the pipe against the wall so she can get down has been cut. Who else knew she was going to use that but the man who told her to? So she knows that he is a traitor. She knows that he tried to kill her. And thankfully, she has big brass balls and she fucking kills him first. She survives. Right. Because, and that's, I love actually... In within like two nights, I watched two stories of just like badass women. Yeah. So like I'm all about like I'm all in this whole like yes, the <laughs> man. But also she's terrible because she's been killing yes. all these other women. So it's like yay, we killed him. But also you're a bitch. Like <laughs> right. And she even calls the cops because you're like, is she gonna call and tell them that he tried to kill her? What is what is going to happen here? Because even if she says that he tried to kill her and that's why she killed him, there's still the, well, who killed that one girl when he was in, in jail? Who did it? It's her. So she still murdered somebody. What are you going to do now? And it's all about money. Yes. And it's such an old story. It's like yes. she realizes that he wanted her for, you know, her riches. And it's like, that's not creative, not not creative on the movie's part, but it's like, come on, dude, couldn't figure out <laughs> another way to get rich. Right. Grow up. <laughs> and we're having to kill all these women. Why? Why are we having to kill all these women? Well, we have to fucking. Well, the cops think that it's a sexual thing. Right. Which is super interesting to me because, you know, in the 60s, we haven't had the granted this is italy but we haven't had the freaking jeffrey dahmer the ted bundy the john wayne gacy we haven't had any of those those are all the 70s that's all coming up those are the sexual serial killers that we hear about that we even know that this is potentially a thing so for them and i think this was 64 to already go oh no this is a sexual sadist doing this it's not actually it's it's a crime of passion over money not over sex but it's interesting that that was even the thought process yeah right so 
it's honestly it would have not been more interesting about sex but it's kind of comes back to that whole like the love of money is the root of all evil (laughs) yeah you know and then she also just like collapses at the end of the movie so it's like her fall probably also ended up killing her but at least she killed him i guess but then all these other people are dead for what right for nothing all these poor young beautiful women that had their whole lives ahead of them one of them was pregnant yeah yeah and also one of them was trying to like help it was they were all friends too yes it's really sad it's super sad yeah i mean it's honestly the movie is about like a little i think a little less than an hour and a half if i'm not mistaken hour 20 something so it's not super long and it kind of just goes through all of these killings and the cops trying to figure out who it is and then you have this like couple that's fucking killing all of these people and then they both die and for nothing basically Right. And so it's a pretty straightforward film. And this is a super short review because I didn't have a ton to say about it other than it's incredibly visually striking. Mm-hmm. The acting was, it was fine. <laughs> you know, like, right. It's, and it was, it was very artistic. Like, I did enjoy it enough. It's, and I like seeing like slashers from the other, well, I guess it's not really a slasher, but like, Kind but of. like, kind of? Yeah. I guess. Like, getting another representation of, like, a serial killer, a psychopath, mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out, you know. Right. It's definitely captivating and dazzling. And it's def- it's almost like the plot, to me, kind of felt kind of like a, not throwaway to just how the film looked, but mm-hmm. it almost was like, I don't know, I'm just looking at it and watching <laughs> right. it. Right. You know, so... But it was, I mean, it is a good film and I would definitely, it just kept me intrigued because it was, I mean, it was suspenseful because you're, you know, trying to figure it out the whole time. Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave it an 80%. Audiences gave it a 76%. It is well loved. And I'd probably honestly, personally give it probably around a three, three and a half, maybe like it's pretty good. It's kind of middle of the road. It is different though. So if you're looking for something different to watch, that's, you know, still kill people, try to figure out who the killer is. It's definitely different than anything you're going to see from Mm -hmm. the U.S. like as far as slashers go. So I'll definitely give it that. Yeah, definitely. I I'm the one that put this on the list because I've been hearing about this movie for years and I always wanted to watch it because people were so excited about it. And what they mentioned was basically the same thing on how visually striking it was. So going into it, knowing how beautiful it was supposed to be, I feel like that was probably a hindrance to me because I expected it to be even more beautiful than it was. So I almost didn't take it in that it was gorgeous for the time and everything like that. And honestly, I was kind of bored. So because of what it has done for us with Gialli and history and the beauty and the amazing director that does all these things, definitely a three. But for me personally, I didn't really like it. I mean, that's fair. I, that's unfortunate that you didn't like get the, I definitely didn't know anything about this film going into it. And that was one of the first things I was struck by was mm-hmm. the, just the look of the movie was beautiful and dreamy. So unfortunate that you didn't get to experience that but yeah Yeah. i mean that's totally fair though it's not gonna be a film for everyone but it was 
It was fine. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for this review of Blood and Black Lace. I know it was a shorter one, but it's easy for you to digest on your way to work or whatever you're doing <laughs> today. You can hang out with us on all of our socials. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our Patreon, we have a new one. So thank you to Desiree. <laughs> and next time, Megan and Amy are best friends. Until then, stay creepy.